Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Okay. Today is Thursday, October 15th, uh, 2015. So it is 10, 15, 15. That's what it looks like on the, on somebody's uh, top of the sheet if they're writing something today. And it is uh, 8.43. We had a few minutes of talking about houses and stuff before we hit record. Uh, me, Erdow, and Erdem, uh, we're going to rock this uh, happily ever after session four. So, um, you know, before I get into session four, I want to find out what you men have uh, gotten, you know, or thought about or have questions about session three, talking about emotions you know, who's in charge of what, how to manage the emotions, triggers, all of that stuff. So anybody got anything they want to say, I'd love to hear it. Pull out your uh, notes if you have to. Yeah. Something which sticks to my mind and I try to implement throughout the week, yes. do not respond to other people's emotions. Okay. How'd that work out? You know, it made me, it made me less you know, reactive. Like, I mean, like, if I had to be defensive, I was being less defensive because I was trying to block the feelings that is being aroused by her, by her emotions. Mm-hmm. You know, like, let's say he's, she is frustrated. I was not keeping her frustration in perspective. I was pushing it away from my perspective. So mm-hmm. I, was, I was getting less arousal emotionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Did I make sense? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the logo coin. Anything else? Uh not that I remember at the moment. And okay. I mean, you talked about emotional currency, you know, uh, basically, you know, our our value in in terms of our connection and relations with others. Yeah. And All right. You, yeah. you mentioned yeah. different relations with every every humankind. It is different. Okay. So what did that mean to you? I mean, it, it means to me, like, I could, I could build different relationships and I, I kind of be different people. So it gives me a chance to, you know, to open a clean slate because I have my ways of building relations that I end up not liking sometimes. So with every new person, I could build it from scratch. <clears throat> that is like initial credit. 
Uh, and other than that, you told us it's very important that to find out what is what are the emotional triggers, like what makes you, what what drives you crazy emotionally. You know what, like just be aware of when you have breakdown, emotional breakdown. Yes. So I'm going to assert that you did the assignment, right? We looked at, like, the different times you had, you know, those different kind of breakdowns. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Well, you'll tell me about it in a few minutes. Okay, good. Uh, nah, I didn't do my assignment, man. I'm a very lazy person, man. I forget it. <laughs> What's uh, I'm doing, uh, Tony? I think I like money. like money, huh? <laughs> I want to work and get money. Okay. So where do you want to get money at? Where do you want to make money from? Uh, my new company, New Work. Yes. I think I forgot it, man. I'm so sorry. I'm. Uh, so what was the homework? I remember you oh. gave me something from last week. Yeah, the homework assignment was for you to look at those triggers, those emotional triggers, and find a time, write down a time, when you had, uh, uh, you know, when one you got triggered by one of those things, what happened? Here's the reason why I wanted you to do it. I didn't tell you why. I just told you to do it, and then I know I was going to tell you why this week. The reason is because if you know what triggers you, you know how to keep it from triggering you. What happens is when people get triggered, they get emotionally excited or emotionally upset, it is because they're shocked something happened to them that they didn't want, like, or expect. And so it becomes as if it, as if this never happened to them before. And they're like, oh, my God, how could that happen? Oh, my God, how could you do this? Or, oh, my God, whatever, right? It's a shock. And so people don't know how to do, deal with the shocks, and they just lash out. They just do the first thing that comes to mind, the first thing that their body sensations tell them to do which is usually not a good thing. And so when you have the reaction, but you don't know that you're having the reaction, that's when you're having your reaction because you don't even know you're having it. Everybody else can see around you that you're having a reaction, but you don't see your own reaction. Like you can tell what your wife is going to get upset about. You just can't tell what you're going to get upset about. And then if you know you're going to get upset about something, you can either do something about it, choose not to get upset, or whatever. You know what I mean? But if you don't know, you're not prepared for being triggered, you are, under, you are in control. You are being controlled by your feelings. And see, you gentlemen, you know, have shared that, you know, your wife gets triggered. You know, and then they don't even know what they're getting triggered at. They just get triggered. So if you can't see your own triggers, you might be able to see your wife's trigger, but you still don't know what to do about it because you don't understand the nature of triggers. And until you do, you won't be able to help her with hers because you're too busy getting triggered when she does something that triggers you because you're shocked. Oh, my God, how did that ever happen? Is this, so, is, this, is this communicating at all? Yeah, so first you have to stop your panic. So you have to stop getting into that out-of-control mood or mode by realizing the the, the symptoms that, that are you know that are coming up. Yeah, you, you, you need to be able to see them and 
um, you need to recognize them for what they are. And yeah. once you once you do, you are now able to start gaining control over your own feelings and over your relationship because you'll be able to keep your wife from either getting more triggered, um, get her out of the trigger quicker, or both. Because you won't let her trigger trigger you. And in fact, if you know what triggers her, you'll be able to start doing things to prevent her from feeling triggered in the first place. That's right. But if you don't know what you're dealing with, it's like you're driving a car and you don't know that if you don't stop at the red light, you're going to get hit. And every time mm-hmm. you get hit, every time you get hit by your by <laughs> another car, you'd be like, "Oh my God, how can I get into my car? I'm just driving straight ahead." <laughs> Whatever story you give yourself, but you still got hit. Or every time you go to use your debit card, and all of a sudden you you know somebody's used somebody stole your credit card number, and then you're broke again, and you're like shocked because you can't believe it happened, but you ain't doing nothing about it. You don't know how come it happened, and so you're not protecting yourself. It's like every time you cross the street, you fall down because you don't recognize that, you know, there's a sidewalk and there's a curb and there's a, you know, dropping. You got to move your legs in a way that keeps you from falling. Every time you step off a curb, you be pissed off at the curb because how dare this curb stay to be like that? What's wrong with these people in the city? You know, I keep falling because you don't know what's making you fall. Does this make sense? Yes. Yeah, so if you don't know what triggers you, you'll just get triggered again. Yeah. Ma'am, everybody learns their lesson. Now, uh, I, uh, I accept it. I, I, I figured out everything in five years after. Uh, so I know when my wife is going to fight with me, when she's really stressed. I know every detail. I know how she's going to behave, but I was not accepting. Now I am accepting everything so i'm ha- i'm having less stress i'm accepting that she's gonna be doing that stuff which is going to trick which is gonna trick me so uh, i'm i'm not letting to be triggered yeah good but see now you gotta be and the only way really you really be able to do that is for you to know what triggers you so for example i already know what triggers me and i still have to figure out how to um deal with it but i but i have i still don't like it the things that I get triggered by, I get a lot less triggered than I used to, but I still don't like it, right? So I'm still working on mine. That's why I'm telling you, it ain't easy, but you still got to do it, okay? So, for example, I don't like being ignored, right? So I'm talking to people, and they checked out, they're ignored. Oh, I hate that. Oh, my God. Now, I know how to bring people back, and it depends on how they're being about it. Um, but, but ignoring doesn't bother me as much as being invalidated. In other words, I'm talking to somebody, and they're like, get the hell out of here. You don't know what you're talking about. Oh, that, that's, a, that's a bigger trigger than being ignored for me. Tony, and, Tony you, know, you did a very good job. You know, uh, you didn't react to our uh, trigger. We really ignored you well. Yeah. It won't help me if I get all pissed off because you ignore me, man. You know, what am I supposed to do, you know? And then, and then the worst one is losing and failing. Oh, I hate to fail. Oh, my God. Oh. 
So those are like my three biggest triggers, you know what I mean? And um, I can handle just about everything else. But those three, man. So, but I know that they are. So when I start feeling them, I actually have to be responsible and take the high road. In my mind, I got to look at, okay, if somebody's invalidating me or ignoring me, how can I bring them back in a way that works for the both of us? So they can't just do it to make me feel good. I got to give them a benefit of wanting to come back. So, you know, it's challenging, man, but those are, those are some of my triggers. Like, you know, I will tell you, you know, somebody invalidates me, if they ignore me, they probably, they may not even know that they're ignoring me, right? They're just doing whatever they're doing. I can deal with that even though I don't like it. But if somebody's invalidating me, like, you don't know what you're talking about, beat it. To me, now, you know, my first reaction, if I never managed myself, I would want to go over there and scream in their face. And if I didn't scream in their face, if that didn't work, I would punch them in their face and kick their ass right there. And there. That's how pissed off I could get at somebody invalidating me. You know how they smear, they use smear tactics in politics? I would be locked up for murder. I just would. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think Ardal and me, we are not that kind of person. Yeah. Well, I'm just telling you, I need to be responsible for my own triggers. You follow? So, but if you don't know your triggers, you don't, you know, you, you'll just get controlled by the outside influences, and yeah. it'll damage your relationship, if not totally destroy it. Tony, uh, when, I, uh, when I work in companies, if somebody, yeah. uh, especially my manager, makes me upset, it's not about money, yeah. I leave that company. I don't care how much I earn. I don't care how much valuable I am for them. If yeah. I... If I lose that connection, I leave that company. But we don't yeah. have that luxury for our wives. So I know. <laughs> so let me tell you one of the things that I had to do for myself in order to manage my triggers. Ready? So when I was young, I would take my time and try to be patient. But when I finally got pissed off, I would let people know, listen, I've been patient with you for a long time. And so now I am so pissed off right now. Anything I do to you, you deserve it because I've been trying to be patient and you ain't been listening. That's how I used to be. Now what I say to myself is, do they actually know what they're saying no to? Do they actually know what they're ignoring? And so what I try to do is I'll say some version of, uh, I know you just said no, but do you know what you're saying no to? Let me explain to you everything you need to know so you can make the informed decision. <laughs> let, me, let me explain my feelings, brother. Yeah, let me let me let me explain something that you might not know, <laughs> and then what happens is I engage their curiosity, because sometimes I'll, I'll, another way I will say the same thing is, well, would you like another way of looking at that? Because I see your way of looking at it, but there's more than one way. Would you like to hear another one? And they'd be like, okay, let's hear what you got, and they'd be curious because they're like, there's another way of looking at this, so they don't have any obligation to pay attention or to respect what I got to say. But their curiosity is kicked in, and now I can talk again. So i got to find ways. I mean, this is stuff that I had to do for myself, you understand. The triggers are still there. I cannot wait until they dissolve because I'm working at making them not even show up. But in the meantime, I still need to do something about them to make myself be functional, operational, you know, still loving, peaceful, you know, empowering with people in spite of the fact that they sometimes do stuff that I want to kill them for. Or I used to, anyhow, you know. So that's why I'm sharing this with you so that you can start seeing who do you need to be with your wife, you know, at work, you know, with, with, with customers or whatever. You know, what do you need, who do you need to be in order to make this stuff happen? 
You need to know you so well that what can you say to yourself that will resolve all this once you get, you know, the original trigger? You know what I'm saying? But if you don't know what triggers you, you can't do nothing about it. And your wife knows your wife knows what triggers y'all. You just don't know, at least not much. Uh Tony, what I realized, uh stress. For example, if I'm in traffic, uh, yes. if there is a traffic jam, it always makes me stress. Mm. Because generally I am with my wife because generally we are all together going somewhere else. Mm. So uh she is not responsible for anything because I'm stressed. I know that Uh, I am gu- guilty. I am not right. Okay. Whatever my wife says, it doesn't matter. It really bothers me, and I start the fight because of traffic stress. So I know that traffic makes me really stressful. Got it. Uh, you are right. We have to control our emotions. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I learned about being ignored, I was in a situation at, at a landmark where I was going to talk to somebody, and they didn't really have the time to talk to me, and I kept talking, and then they shut me down, nasty-like, invalidated me. Oh, uh, I got invalidated, and I got ignored, you know, and I was, like, lost my mind. So I'm like, I'm at landmark. I can't get pissed, but I'm pissed. How do I stop, right? So one of the guys pulls me aside and says, well, what's up, man? You know, I told him what happened. I wanted to talk to this boy. He said, Man, you know, you are crazy because, this, you know, you're talking to people who don't have time. You're setting yourself up for failure. You're talking to people who are too busy to have chit-chat conversations. And I was like, well, wait a minute. You're telling me that unless I'm working with them, they ain't going to never talk to me or hardly ever? Probably right. It's like, oh, and, and then I started telling them why I was pissed off because for me, I always have time for people at least to say hello, how you doing, Let me get back to you. I always got a little bit of time to give people because for me, people are more important than things or what I'm doing or whatever. And so I was mad at them for not being that way. But when I realized that I was getting mad at people for not being people, people like me. Once I got that, it was actually kind of easy for me to deal with people who ignore me because I'm like, they're just not people, people. You know what I mean? That like people is not their first priority in their mind, and I can accept that because that's like they don't have to be like me. I was getting mad at them for not being like me, which is why I was getting pissed off. So when you really can get underneath what it is that makes you triggered, you can get free from that. So now people ignore me. You know, part of what I go, part of where I go to is well, maybe they just ain't people. People. Part of it is maybe they just don't know what they're saying no to. Like I have an open mind. I'm not locked into my own thoughts about it anymore. That does that communicate? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's my thing. I had to do for me, but that's the opportunity for you to see how you can come up with a new way of thinking that keeps you from getting triggered in the first place. In addition to just noticing what does trigger you. Because if you don't notice what triggers you, you will get triggered. And then if your wife knows you're going to get triggered, she will try to control you because she's better at emotions than you are. <laughs> you're better at making things happen, she's better at emotions. You know, that's, that's the nature of how men and women are, right? 
So you, you gotta have to learn how to control your emotions so she can't control you and you can take care of the relationship and you can take care of her because you won't be so pissed off that you don't want to be bothered with her anymore. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. All right. So um all right, so um Ardell, you you um you did the assignment? Oh uh, yes. Uh I my trigger yeah, I mean, I don't get it from everybody, but like from the people that I care, mm-hmm. uh, is mostly that is being like criticized. Yeah. Okay. Feeling unfair. Okay. Like mm-hmm. they they are not necessarily unfair about me perceiving them unfair, mm-hmm. and the fail and the failures. You know, like mm-hmm. when I believe that I I'm. I'm I'm failing because yeah. of because of the things that I could do but didn't do. Yeah, it's kind of like the you know feeling guilty. So yeah, okay. So now, what are you gonna do about those? So uh, I try to. Uh, feel more confident like when they criticize me like uh so that that helps like you know being less defensive like i don't feel like really being criticized a lot as much as i could control you know yeah. Yeah. To, to a point to the to, to an extent right uh you know if i'm watching an eye unit and didn't lose it if you know if I'm being criticized and feeling unfair, like they are unfair, uh, then you know I'm trying I'm trying to put a cap on my emotions, you know, getting Ooh. furious or you know getting out of control. Okay. I don't know why I just missed everything you just said, but I'm, I'm going to ask you to start again. For some reason, like it just didn't <laughs> land, man. I hate to say it, man, but. I'm usually oh, okay. That's okay. Yeah, good. Yeah. Do it again. You yeah. didn't pick up my goddamn foreigner accent. <laughs> no, <laughs> If you did your homework, you should read it from paper, man. Okay, let me did, let me read it from the homework. Okay, good. Uh, because that's just a you know picture sketch. Uh, me in the middle being criticized. Like I I really hate to be criticized unfairly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't stand being treated unfair. Yes. So it hijacks my emotions. Okay. <laughs> I agree with you. I had the same problem, Erdal. So what I do about it is I try to be less defensive by by knowing the situations that I will run into feeling unfair and feeling criticized. Like, I know that w- where they were going to criticize me. And those are the points that, that, that is, that I relate to be losers. Like, to, like, like that relates to my feeling failure. Okay? So, I hate the feeling of failure. So, yep. things that remind me that I'm a loser <laughs> really <laughs> triggers me. Got it. Okay. Okay. Got it. I I also have sim- similar 
uh, emotions. Uh, I I assume that I think that I I'm really open. I'm really uh, accepting the criticism, but I it has a deep impact inner side mm. of me. Mm. And when I, I have shower, I talk myself. My wife is warning me. I say something. I thinking and I'm talking. Yes. Should I go it's hard to, it's hard to do together? both at the same time, bro. Yeah, should I go to a doctor? Tony, what do you say? <laughs> no, everybody got that problem, bro. You don't got to go to a doctor, man. <laughs> <laughs> what you need to do is just turn your brain off when she's talking, man, and just listen to her. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not as hard as you would think, though. You do it all the time. Do you know when you do it? Take a guess. When Sorry? you shut your brain, I say, there are times when you shut your brain off and all you do is pay attention. You're not even thinking for, like, stretches at a time. Guess yeah. when you do, when do you think you do that? I mean, Erdal, uh, uh, you answer first. <laughs> What was the question again? The question is, there are times in your life when you can listen without talking to yourself for long stretches at a time. Easy. You just somebody's talking to you or something's talking to you and you just listening without having any thoughts at all for like long stretches of time. It's easy. When do you, when do you think that happens? Uh that happens when I try to do it, but you know, it doesn't last long. You know, the the my my interpretations and meaning 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 making meaning making machine kicks mm-hmm. in, you know, like Yes. Like we human beings, we yeah. we interpret what others say. We don't yes. we don't we don't buy into what they say. We we try to make another creature out of what they say. You know, they say uh, I'm giving you a flower. We understand uh, this flower is actually an elephant because yes. of such and such. Gotcha. All right, great. So. Here's where you could you could sit still and listen without thinking for at least up to three hours at a stretch. We can listen least, up to yeah. three hours. You can listen up to three hours without talking and or without interrupting, without interrupting your own self with your own thoughts for at least three hours. Wow! And you and you've done it before. You just don't realize that you did it because it was so easy for you to do. You didn't know that you were doing it. And then, um, so I'm going to tell you when you do it, and then I'm going to tell you to find ways to practice doing it, okay? I don't have any, I don't have any instructions for you about, on how to do it, but just, you know, notice when you've done this. So you ready? I'll tell you when you've done this before. You ready? You ready? Yes. When you watch a TV show or a movie, you don't talk to yourself one bit. Your brain is too busy listening to do any interaction, any thoughts, anything, correct? That's right. You know, you're watching a sports show. You're watching, you know, soccer or something. You might do a little thinking, but if you're watching a movie, especially a good one, your brain is completely shut off from talking All it's doing is receiving because things are moving so fast, you don't even want to interrupt yourself. And it's so good, 
You can't interrupt yourself. Your brain is totally capable of doing that. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm telling you that you're capable of it because you've done it for years. I think that's why people feel relaxed after the movie. They stop thinking and, you know, worrying mm-hmm. about their thoughts. Yes. So they stop, they stop thinking, wor- worrying and, you know, thinking about the, the anxious situations they will run into, mm-hmm. such and so forth. Yeah, so this is extra credit. This is, this is not normally a part of the program, but I'm going to tell you something about communication which is that you can only listen to one voice at a time. If you are talking to yourself in your own brain, whoever else you're talking to, whoever's talking to you, you can't hear them. You can only hear one voice at a time. Jeez. So if you're thinking while I'm talking, you can't hear me. Shut the that's fuck up. That's what, <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's one of the I'm reasons why. I'm telling myself, don't worry, Tony, Adam, it's not you. I'm telling myself. <laughs> I got it. I knew that. That's why, I, that's why I record the call so that people can listen to it without interrupting themselves. They can listen to it like it's a movie, you know, or, you know, or not. <laughs> at, least, at least they won't be interrupting me. They can actually hear what I said later, even if they didn't hear it at the time, you know. <laughs> but, but your brain is designed to only hear one voice at a time. And you you should listen. So next time, next next time you are delivering, you could you could uh, you could say it different without thinking maybe. Well, yeah, that's part of it. But here's the thing: your brain also is like a photo photogenic memory. So the thing about interesting thing about watching those movies is you can watch that movie, a good movie, once, and you could tell people like half the story plot. Half the, half the dialogue, even though you didn't say nothing, you didn't ask them for nothing, you just remember, you know, the movie. <laughs> you, know, you can tell what happened, what people was wearing, the whole thing, right, without ever asking anybody for anything. You just watch the movie, you walk out, oh, my God, did you see what they was eating at the table with the dinner, right? Right? That's right. So <laughs> if you could turn your brain off when people are talking, you will, you will remember you will remember or at least understand everything they said, just like as if it was a movie. Uh-oh. What's going on? Ahmed? Okay. Uh, my son came here. Let me hold on. Yes. Put, put yourself on mute. Let me know when you're back. So, Adam, this is making sense to you? Yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah, okay. This is making sense now, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if you could just shut your brain up while people are talking, you'll actually remember most of what they said. Yeah. Even if you can't say it, you'll know what they got. You'll you'll really understand what they're saying if you just make your brain stop thinking while they're talking. Treat, Treat everybody you talk to as if you're watching a movie. It'll be much easier for you to turn your brain off when they're talking. But and if you, uh, yeah, people will understand uh, the way you look, the way you behave. Hmm. Right. Okay. Say that again. Uh, if we don't interact with them, if we don't pay attention to them, they, they will understand it. that we are ignoring them. Right. Not good. That's good. So 
I'm not that kind of person. I cannot make a role. I cannot fake. This is not my style, but uh, it's a big problem for me. Well, you'll get over it. Anyway, anyway, but I got your idea. Good, 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 good. Good, good, good. good. Okay, great. So now, I know uh, Ed's not here, but I'm going to go into session four. I think we covered the emotional part enough right now. Um, We're going to go into the fourth of the big five problems that gets in the way of having a great relationship. So the first biggest problem is not knowing who you are. We talked about that. You got the recording for that. We did the assignment around that, all that. Second thing is not understanding gender differences. We talked about that. We could talk about that every week for the next three years. I don't know if I can ever fully get it. But if you could just understand that men need to be successful and women need to feel safe and secure and what that looks like for her, and you can start seeing her worries about safety and security because she's not going to tell you, I don't feel safe and secure. Just like you don't tell her, I need to feel successful, that you need to be looking for that. Anyhow, that's the second problem. No problem number two. Problem number three, not uh, managing emotions. This is a conversation we've just been having for like the last half hour. Understanding how to manage emotions, what they look like, how they show up how to recognize when you're having them and all of that stuff. That's number three. Number four is structural and other breakdowns. So, you know, having, break, having life not work all of a sudden is a big issue, and I'll explain to you why in a minute. Um, and then number five, the biggest problem, number five, is uh, miscommunication. Now, before I start talking about, um, you know what, I'm just going to read um, a little bit about this. Uh, the reason structural and other breakdowns can and usually do get in the way of relationships is that they draw attention to negativity are almost always a surprise to the individuals in the relationship and take away from other areas of their relationship, such as money, time, or commitments. So uh, lack of structures creates the space for lack of workability. Lack of workability uh, creates lack of trust, freedom, safety and security, and success. What's worse, the impact occurs unconsciously and automatically. Lack of physical communication, agreement, Structural and other forms of breakdowns or disagreements undercut the emotional environment of relationships in ways that only creating or restoring workability can restore. Let me tell you what I mean by this, okay? And then I'll talk about the solutions a little bit. So let's say you're driving and you get a flat. Matter of fact, i got to wait for Adam to come back. Adam. You're not back. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Okay, good, good, good. I didn't know. I didn't know you. Okay, good. You're back. Okay. So you heard all of what I just read? What I just said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm listening. Okay. okay. All right, good. And, and, and uh, Adam, you still there too, right? Adam? Uh, you're talking about Adam or me? Well, I was asking yeah, I'm here. You. I'm here. All right. Just want to make sure you're both here. That's all, because I'm about to say something. Yeah, my son went stuff. to sleep. He, he came to me before he slept. He gave me a yeah. hug, and then he left. Yeah. 
All right, good. I didn't know how long you was away, so I was just double-checking because I'm about to say some heavy stuff. I don't want you all to miss it. Okay, you ready? So let's say um, you're driving, you get a flat tire. Okay. You get a flat tire, you pull off to the side of the road. You're supposed to be going somewhere to an appointment, right? The both of y'all need to go there. Maybe it's about making some money. It doesn't really much matter. You're feeling uptight. Your wife is feeling uptight. But y'all are feeling uptight for different reasons. So flat tire, pull off to the side of the road. Ardell, you might be thinking to yourself, you know, this really sucks because we need to get over here and make this money and, you know, this this is like, you know, I don't want to look bad to the people over there, right? So you're thinking about how this is going to hurt your ability to produce results with your meeting that you're going to meet with you and your wife. That's a likely scenario, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Now, your wife, she's over there. She's thinking of something almost completely different. She's thinking about how the impact is going to mess up, uh, you know, whatever, if you're always going to go in there and meet them and get some money. But she's thinking about we're going to need that money so we can feel safe and secure about having enough money. In addition, she's hoping that nobody else crashes into the car while you're off on the side of the road. She doesn't know how long it's going to take for help to come along, whether it's AAA or whatever. She doesn't know if, if a police, even if the police does come, is going to help us or not. And so she's over there worried about her safety and security. Over the same thing you're worried about, success about. She's also wondering, well, how come you don't have a spare tire? Why don't you fix the tire in the car quick enough? Because, you know, you're a man, you should be able to, like, change the tire. And all of this other stuff she's going to be thinking. While you're over there thinking about success, she's thinking about safety and security. Now, how are, how are we relating that to success? Like, how are we being defensive? How is it hurting our success side? So now here's how it's going to go, right? So if she starts complaining, which is typical when a couple has a, you know, flat tire, somebody starts worrying about something. Either he starts talking a lot because he's worried or she starts talking a lot because she's worried, right? So now let's say your wife starts complaining about, you know, how long is it going to take to get this thing done. Da, 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 da. Every word out of her mouth is going to remind you of the fact that you driving a car got a flat. How can you drive That's the example. The I like the example. That's the example, yeah. Because it could be anything. I'm just using driving in a car as an example. Yeah. Okay. This is, and the example is not even the car. It's about breakdowns when things don't work. And we'll talk more about it, but I want you to see what happens when there's a breakdown. And then we'll talk about different breakdowns, and then we'll talk about how to resolve those breakdowns, okay? Now, okay. I want to give you the whole picture of the breakdown first, the breakdown, the mistake, the error, the damage, whatever you want to call it, okay? So now, you're over there trying to fix the flat while she's looking out the window hoping that nobody crashes into the car while you're trying to fix the flat or she's calling triple A while you do Whatever you all doing to, to do something about fixing the flat, you all are having a, likely to have a conversation about it. But she's going to talk like she's a woman to a guy, and you're going to talk to her uh, as a man talking to her as a woman. And so you all are likely going to have different conversations going because she talks just like a woman, you talk like a man. So now you're adding gender differences into the, into the conversation. And now, because you all are having gender uh, inflections and, and, like, the who you are as a gender is in the conversation, there's a likelihood you're going to have miscommunication. So what happens is this. Here's the problem. You have a breakdown of some sort. Something doesn't work in a way that you all need it to work. 
It gets emotional. First off, it's a structured thing, so it holds you up from producing a result. Then it gets to be emotional because somebody's going to get emotional. If not the both of you, at least one of y'all is going to get emotional. You start having conversations, and now you start being a man, and she starts being a woman, which means y'all are not talking the same language, which adds to the upset, which now turns into a miscommunication issue. What I'm trying to tell you is that when you have a breakdown of some sort, a physical agreement structure or something, thing, when life doesn't work in relationships, nine times out of ten of the five things that I said are the biggest issues around relationships, four of them get ignited all at the same time. Uh, can you say it the last time? Hold on, say it again? Yes. So when something doesn't work in the relationship, of the five things that I say are the biggest issues in relationships, and I'll tell you what those five things are, not knowing who you are, not understanding gender differences, not managing your emotions, not understanding how to deal with breakdowns and, and, and upsets, and miscommunication. Those are the big five. When you have a breakdown of some sort, you get four of those five activated all at the same time. So. Nine times out of ten, if you have a breakdown, it's also going to be an emotional upset. It's also going to highlight gender differences, and it's also going to kick in miscommunication because you're going to be saying stuff based on your emotions and your point of view as a gender person. And then, you know, you're just going to be like, you know, all of that, unless you know how to handle that up beforehand. Is that, is that clear? Yes. Uh, Erdal, summarize it. I think Erdal lost his focus. Uh, no, like he's saying whenever you have, you run into a breakdown, like when you have a serious, let's say, conflict you're, you're, or your right. emotions got triggered. Let's say right. you get fired from a job. Right. You get fired yeah, yeah, from whatever. a job, right? Yeah. Whatever. So he's saying like four out of these four, five concepts gets, activated like all you know right uh either miscommunication gender difference uh not understanding your feelings uh two more <laughs> right and then the breakdown itself right the, the lack of workability and then knowing yourself the only one that, that that won't go away is knowing who you are that'll stay thank god but the mm -hmm. other four will all kind of bubble up in different stages and different formats because you know it, not having an expectation fulfilled, you know, is a big problem for people when, they, especially if they actually, you know, accounting on X, Y, and Z. So if you lose your job or, you know, you lost your credit card and somebody, you know, started spending money and it took over your account, or, you know, you have other things that are like issues, whether they're big or small. You know, it could be as little as you looked at a woman too long. It could be as much as, you know, the house collapsed. And, you know, it doesn't matter. Whatever those things are, they're usually not just impersonal. So if you remember when I talked about the gender differences and how the nature of relationships are, I said that the, 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 there's, the, there's you, there's your partner, there's a space in the between called the relationship. You remember that? I'll say it again, you and your wife? There's you, there's your partner, your wife, and then there's the space in between called the relationship, right? Yeah, of course, of course. You remember, you remember that, right? Okay. Now, yes. remember, remember when I said that the relationship is two-dimensional, part business, part baby? 
Mm-hmm. Remember that? I said part of the relationship is about, you know, doing things. It's about making money. It's about taking care of the house. It's about stuff that's impersonal. So you treat it like a business, correct? That's right. That's right. Right, and then I talked about how emotionally you got to keep your eyes on the emotions every second as if it's an infant, a baby that needs to get, you never know when they need to get their butt changed, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. Right. So now, this part here is the business side of the relationship when things go wrong in the business side of the relationship. And the natural, normal thing for humans to do is to have emotional reactions to it. So in other words, the baby gets upset that nobody that somebody ain't paid the rent. The emotional side of the relationship gets gets uh, uh, set up and activated because the business side of the relationship ain't working. Does that make sense? Yeah. Great. So I just want to make sure you understand how important things not working impact relationships and how important it is to make sure that things are working. Now that we're having this conversation, I'm about to go in deeper, you can see that it's good for you to keep the emotions out of things not working. You got to keep the emotional side out of losing a job, having a flat, crashing the car, stuff like that. You got to keep the emotions out. In order to yeah, take care of the relationship. Tony, it's a perfect yeah. example. I'm going to uh, integrate those words with uh, the beginning of the uh, discussion. Today we discussed about Erdal's plan on house purchase. He's yes. trying to make his family happy, yes. his wife, kids happy. And he's going to be also happy, but right now he's making a big investment. Yes. And I know from me that sometimes you have some financial difficulty in your life. And yes. you are trying to make a good life for them, but sometimes they, they need to sacrifice because sometimes Erdal uh, will need money and then he has to pay his mortgage. Maybe the family is not going to fly to Turkey for vacation. Yes. And then they are going to start uh, feeling bad emotionally that we are not yes. going vacation, why yes. you are not earning more money. But he's trying to have a nice house. He has a good intention for that. But uh, consequently, it might create more, much more emotional uh, problems, right? Yes, yes. So that's true, possibly. So I'm, I'm going to let you know that you're going to get an assignment today. And I'm going to send the assignment out tonight or tomorrow at the latest. Because I'm telling you, you're going to do this. And if you don't do this, you're going to pay me. This one you have to do. That's good. If you don't do this one, and it's going to be hard, I'm telling you it's going to be hard. So I'm telling you now, if you, you don't pay me, Tony, you each, Tony, you will, each, Tony, will, Tony will feel ignored. <laughs> well, no, you, you won't be able to help your relationship the way you could when you do this exercise, and I'll tell you what it is at the end. But how I'm much, telling you. How much will we pay you? You'll be paying me $50 a piece if you don't do it. That's good. We are in capitalist country. It motivates me. Great. Yeah. Because if you don't, here's the deal. If you don't do the exercise, you'll be pay, This That'll only be the first time you pay. Tony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this guy is not driven by emotions. He's driven by money. So he should, yeah. he should be doing well with the relations. 
good. Matter of fact, I might have I might have to do that the rest of the time out. I'll hold. Yeah, man. Okay, great. I understand from money, man. Yeah, great. Okay, great. So now, here we go. I was going to read what I said again at the second half. Okay, lack of structures creates the space for a lack of workability. Lack of workability creates lack of trust, lack of freedom, lack of safety, lack of security, and lack of success. What's worse, the impact occurs unconsciously and automatically. It's a trigger. Lack of physical communication agreement structural or other forms of breakdowns or disagreements undercut the emotional environment of relationships that only restoring or creating workability can put back in place. The only three things that can keep breakdowns from negatively impacting relationships is the following three things. I want you to know there's only three things that can take care of your relationship and not have your um, relationship go in the toilet because something bad happened. Here's the three things. One, you have to make agreements ahead of time. Number two, you need to plan ahead of time. Number three, you need to commit ahead of time. I'm going to read you what those three things are. You ready? Let me do it. You need right. to have agreement. Yes. And then plan and then commitment. Planning, commitments, agreements, all three, not and then. No. All at the same time as much as you possibly can. So I'm gonna teach you how to I'm gonna tell you how you can manage this stuff. I'll tell you. First I'm gonna explain it, how to do it, and then uh, you know believe me, you're gonna to wanna to know how to do this stuff, guys. I promise you, man. It's like you're gonna to wanna to know how to do this. And you're gonna all right, so first, making agreements. Making agreements on who does what and when. Who's in charge of what and when, who does what and when, is critical to maintaining workability and reducing or even completely eliminating structural and other breakdowns because this is where trust, credibility, and partnership is created and developed. After making an agreement, maintaining that agreement is paramount to the relationship, even if breakdowns occur, because though you can't foresee the future, we know and your partner will know that you care about them, you care about your word, and you can be trusted to do what you say you're going to do. So let me read that again. After making an agreement, Maintaining that agreement is paramount in the relationship, even if breakdowns do occur, because even though we can't foresee the future, we know that our partner cares about us, cares about their word, and they can be trusted to do what they say they're going to do. The biggest agreement a couple can make is a philosophical agreement about how to approach issues and how to handle the business side of their relationship. So at some point, you have to talk to each other. You have to come to an agreement about how you're going to approach living your life from the business side of the relationship. I have something for that as part of your homework. So it's not theoretical. It's like on court, here we go. Okay, great. Next, 
Yo, by the way, you got any questions before I go to the next thing? The planning part? No. Okay, good. No, yeah. that's good. That's good. Okay. Planning. I'm good. I'm what? good. You're good, good, good. Okay, good. Planning keeps shock and surprise from creating emotional turmoil. We can't prevent breakdowns from happening, but we can be mentally and emotionally prepared for the unexpected or undesired. People have life insurance because they're preparing for the unexpected and the undesired, but at least they're prepared. People have auto insurance for the same thing. You know, people make plans for in case of something rather than living from hope as a strategy. So you actually have to be planning with your with your partner. Next. Commitment and the commitment supports and ensures that planning and um and making agreements and then planning um, ensures that the first two items will be taken care of regardless of circumstances within the realm of what's possible for human beings. So listen, you can plan for a tsunami, but I don't think your wife is going to be mad at you because it's a tsunami because she knows you can't handle a tsunami no better than, no, you know, nobody, nobody can handle a tsunami, not this time in our life. We're still a total victim to those. But let's, you know, and, and within a human possibility, you know. So people, com- people who are committed can move mountains. People who can move mountains can be trusted to make things up in the face of breakdowns that weren't even thought of before the breakdown. Somebody that's like, this shall be, they can make things happen even if there's a breakdown. They just, they just can't because they're that committed. They won't let life ha- uh, go away. They also operate as someone in charge of their own destiny, the opposite of a victim of circumstances. In addition, commitment communicates love to those on the receiving end of that commitment. So when she sees your commitment and she sees your commitment in your actions, not just so much what you're talking about, then she has this experience of being taken care of because you are committed to taking care of her. And for her, that's love. When she's committed to you being successful and winning and doing a great job, then you experience her commitment to you as love. Now, here are the things that need structural support. Money, health and fitness. You're going to get this list. You know you're going to get this list. Sex. Timing and synchronicity, housekeeping, food, sleep, social circles, entertainment, education, dating, romance, normal activities, physical items like home, car, clothes, etc. I'm inviting you to feel free to add to this list as it comes up for you, both now and in the future. And then the biggest impact of structural breakdowns is that it impacts both men and women where it hurts them the most. Men feel unsuccessful and women feel unsafe and insecure. Breakdowns go right to the heart of what matters most to each of us in the most negative of ways. It makes it an emotional drain on the relationship. 
If you don't know how to keep the emotions out of the relationship, out of the business side of the relationship, you're draining the relationship at every level. In addition, structural workability doesn't add to the quality of relationships, but structural unworkability takes away from the quality of relationships. Everyone expects things to work, so we don't got to get extra points. We don't get extra points for doing things as planned. Very few of us thank God every day for oxygen, <laughs> right? But it would be an immediate and possibly permanent breakdown if there were no oxygen. Structural breakdowns have the same impact on relationships. So um, structural workability is like a referee in a, in a team sport. Nobody notices the referee unless the referee makes a mistake. And then everybody knows that referee's name and they want to kill him, right? <laughs> is that is that right? Pretty much, right? Yeah, that's right. And fine. Yeah, yeah. So when you do everything right, you're supposed to do everything right. Your wife and your woman is going to think, well, of course he does everything right. He's the most of them. We already expect that. So you don't get points for doing a great job. You only get points taken away from doing a terrible job. Yeah, it's it's valid from everywhere, business, friends, yeah. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Now, that's the the that's the description of the problem. Now we're now going to um, talk about the solution. That was all. I would imagine this stuff is pretty clear for you guys, right? Like, you may not be able to say what I said, but you can see everything I said, right? Yeah. Okay, great. Well, here's the, here's the solution. You're going to do something almost nobody ever does. The solution is you're going to consciously create your relationship. What I mean is you're going to consciously design the relationship with your, with your wife. And you're going to do it in the next week. That's why I'm telling you. you know, I'm going to tell you how. But I'm just telling you what right this minute. I'll tell you how. But that's why you're going to pay me 50 bucks each if you don't do this time. Let me make sure I'm clear about this. Yes. If, if, if Ed, if you do the assignment and Adam does not do the assignment, you both owe me 50 bucks. <laughs> I like it. If Adam okay. doesn't do it, but Ed does it, you'll both pay me 50 bucks. So if any homework assignment is out, I'm getting 100 bucks. That's good. Okay. All right? So this is like multiplying by zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess. I don't know. It doesn't sound like good math, but whatever. So either one of you don't do the assignment, you're going to pay. But here's what I'm going to tell you. You do the assignment. When you come back and you tell me about it, let me, let, me just, let me just tell you the impact of this assignment. The first time I had a couple that was already married that I knew do the work with me, they did this assignment. On session five, they read me their assignment. Everybody on the call got misty-eyed started to tear up, man. Wow. Ten minutes, but between 10 and 15 minutes before the end of the program, the husband was not much of a talker. You know what he said while he, about 15 minutes in, before the end? 
He's like, man, we just sitting here waiting for this, this session to be over so that we can make love because we sitting here on our bed with no clothes on. He said that <laughs> on the recording. This is how big this thing is. You cannot not do this assignment, okay? <laughs> they did the assignment together, man, and they were like, they were so touched and inspired by it, and they love with each other. They sitting over there looking at each other googly-eyed, and they were like, as soon as this session is over, we doing the damn thing. You know what I'm saying? So I'm telling you, you want to do the assignment. Okay. <laughs> I'm just telling you, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, trying to look you out. And then I, I will kill you if you miss on this uh, assignment, okay? We will do it together, man. <laughs> <laughs> you, will, you, will, you will all be a, you will all be a Russian baby. <laughs> I, I, I want to guarantee that we are not paying any money, so we have to do it together. <laughs> you're going to do this with your wife you don't know this yet you're going to do this with your wife and you have to alright you don't know this yet but you're going to promise you so to consciously create relationships in order to do this effectively one would need to be on top of a number of things one you need to be able to predict the reaction of your partner as well as yourself for the most part right so you know we went through this whole thing you got a chance to know your wife better you know to understand her as a woman and yourself as a man, you know, to deal with emotions, see what kind of triggers you have, what kind of triggers trigger her. I didn't even ask you that, like, what triggers her. But, you know, you, you need to be present to this. And, and, um, and, you know, so for the most part, you know, you need to be able to recognize what your wife needs. So let me just read this out, okay? Um, you need to be able to predict the reactions of your partner as well as yourself, for the most part. So, for example, if you notice that a body massage makes your partner happy, depending on how happy it makes them, use it to the fullest benefit of the relationship. In other words, when the happiness will contribute the most to the relationship, such as when they cannot get out of a bad mood, making up after an upset, or as foreplay before the, you know, real play. Spontaneous acts of generosity, affection, and service work really well. This is consciously creating a relationship. So you're consciously looking at what's going to make her happy. And hopefully you're going to teach her how what makes you happy. But, you know, one thing at a time. Next. You have to know and understand what both you and your partner need in order to be happy and function well, both in and out of the relationship. Said another way, you need to know what you and your partner needs so well that their life is better because you're in it than if you weren't. You just got to know how to make your life, her life better, and she needs to know how to make your life better. Right now, I ain't hearing that. <laughs> Number three, consciously pay close attention to your main two love languages and the love languages of your partner. You remember those, right, the five love languages? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I, I forget that. What was the love languages? Okay, it is uh, touch, Bye. time uh, spent, quality time, I should say, um, actual service, um, gifts, and uh, words of affirmation. I see. Okay. Yeah, you you remember that conversation? That was part of uh, session one, but that was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, but I didn't remember. The, I forget it. Okay, I, I remember it now. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah, so... You want to pay attention, close attention to your wife's main two love languages 
even if they're not the same as yours, you need to give her as plenty of expressions in those areas as possible because that's what she's looking for. Um, this will tell you tons of how to take care of and uh, predict how they'll uh, react to things in a relationship. So you should have a really, I would invite you to have a list of suggestions, a list of ideas that will that you can use at any time um, in around the love languages that will make her happy in the event that there's something going on that ain't really cool. So uh, that's the Tony. Yes. Number four. I I started daydreaming. Number four. I, I, I didn't do number. I didn't do number four yet. I'm about to do number four. Oh, okay, okay. I was just explaining number three. Number four. Uh, consciously pay close attention to what works and what doesn't work in your interactions with your partner. This means you need to view your partner as an as a permanent part of your life. You need to view your partner as the children view their parents. They ain't going anywhere, and you'll always have them in your life no matter what. A large part of this can be managed inside of understanding. Uh, in other words, there's no back doors. If you cannot feel that, you, that way about your partner, it's only a matter of time before the relationship actually dissolves. I don't think y'all have that problem, but you still need to have that conscience in your mind is that ain't no back doors, you ain't going away, you mind at the end of that, the end of that. That's a part of it. That's part of the commitment. Another crucial thing uh, to recognize uh, is, is to recognize the impact your ways of being, speaking, and acting have on your partner in the relationship. So um, um, you have to be fully responsible for how things are going and be emotionally strong enough to look yourself in the mirror and to tell the truth about who you've been being sooner or later. The best way to accomplish this is to be objective, open-minded, and curious. The last thing you want to be, uh, uh, be being is closed-minded, skeptical, or judgmental because those mindsets will blind you to reality and attempt to force reality to align with your way of thinking. Uh, good luck with that. <laughs> the last critical element you're going to get all of this. I'm just reading it so that you can get an understanding of it, kind of. And, and when you go through this stuff, if you have to, call me, man. All right? So, um, you know, if you need to talk to me between, you know, the time I send this to you and the uh, next call, call me three times if you have to. I don't care. The last critical element you need to keep present and to be responsible for is the fact that you love your partner. You cannot forget that you love your partner. It's what you've always wanted and will always want. Don't forget that you love your partner. No matter what's going on, you can't forget that. Otherwise, you'll be too busy thinking about things rather than your partner and your wife. So, so now, having said that as the background, I've got a tool that I'm going to give you, gentlemen, that you need to handle, and it's called the personal life charter. There's actually two stages. There's the personal life charter, and then there's the relationship charter. So I'm going to tell you what you're going to do first, and then I'm going to tell you um, about how it works and, and how to make it happen. So 
in order to create a relationship charter, a consciously created relationship charter, you actually have to create your own, you have to clear yourself out personally, like individually. You and your wife are sitting there and saying, okay, let's like really see who we are. So you're going to look at your life and your relationship. More business-like than emotional, but you're going to have to look at it both ways. And so each one of you are going to say, who I am is blah, blah, blah. This is what I love. This is what I'm committed to and blah, blah, blah. You're going to create your life on paper. And your wife is going to create her life on paper. And then you're going to exchange papers, look at it, and then you're going to say, okay, let's use the same format and blend our commitments so that we're on the same page about our life. So another way of saying is that let's say she, you have a business. She creates a business plan. You create a business plan. You look at each other's business plan, and then you create a new combined business plan. Does so that make sense? Complex. So they yes, right, so you understand each other and you can work together because you're all on the same page going in the same direction. You've got to consciously do this because 99% of the people on the planet are not doing this with their relationship, even the ones that have been married 40 years and are very, very happy. But here's your opportunity to do that. So I've got 11, steps, 11 stages, 11 steps on this, on this thing, and I'm going to walk you through it right now. And then... You know, I, I'm going to just send it tonight, man. I'm not going to wait till tomorrow, you know. You'll have it in your mailbox by the morning, your email box. Okay. So, um, so yeah, so you're going to do yours. She's going to do hers. It's going to be hard for you. It's going to be harder for her. You know why it's going to be harder for her? Guess why? She's not prepared. Yeah, right? She's not been on these calls, so she don't know what to look at around this thing. But you're going to ask her to do this because this is one of the things that is going to help your relationship long term. You only have to do this exercise one time, but you should do it. Now, here's what I'm also going to tell you. If Erdell does it and his wife gives him a hard time and he still comes up with the relationship charter, like if you both do your personal life charter, but only one of you come back with the relationship charter, you both still, be, still owe me $100. I don't care. Fifty dollars a piece. I still want the okay. Okay. So you guys, so you're asking us to do both both charter, right? Yeah, you're asking you to do yours, asking you to get your wife to do it hers, and then you're going to combine the two. So we we are not doing it tomorrow, right? No, no you're doing it by no by on next on next call next week Thursday. I want to oh, see okay, him. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Matter of fact, I want to see them. I want to see them either Wednesday night or Thursday morning. I need to see them before the call. Okay. Okay, so so you can either say Wednesday at midnight or Thursday 9 a.m., but I want to see them before the call. I want to be able to see them, read them. All I need is the relationship charter. I don't need your wife's personal life charter. That's your, you, you know, that's hers. That's the one she can have for herself. And it gives you a chance to understand how much better. You know what I mean? But I just want to see the relationship, Charlie, what you guys come up with. And, you know, you can have your yours handy. I don't need hers. You know, mm -hmm. unless, unless, she, unless she's okay with, with, with having it. But I need to see the relationship, Charter. 
And if you want to let me see yours, that's fine. But I think when we start talking, you know, all of that will come up. So, um, so anyhow, see, this is this is this dude. I'm telling you, this is not this is not easy, but it's necessary. Hell, it's almost critical. So, um, let's just get started here, man. Okay, so in the charter, you're gonna write down. You're gonna get two. One is gonna be who I am. One is gonna be who we are. The we are is when you combine yourselves. But it's going to be the first statement thing is going to be who I am. Second one is going to be what my mission is. The third is going to be what my purpose is. I have definitions for each one of them so that you're not like, what does he mean? So, for example, who we are, you define yourselves as a couple. Like, what's your, you know, like, if you were going to tell people or describe people who you are as a couple, what would you say? We're loving, you know, we're feisty, um, you know, we're committed to being parents, whatever that thing is that you would say about yourself as a quality of character. Who we are is loving, patient, ready to make a difference. Whatever it is that you say for yourself, okay? That's Tony, are you going to also uh, in your email, are you going to write the homework or you are just saying uh, by words? No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna send the, I'm gonna send the homework assignment. I'm gonna send you the charts, and I'm gonna send you the notes from today's call. Okay. Okay, and I'm gonna send you the personal life charter, as well as the relationship charter. So you can print oh, them out. Yeah. 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 It's gonna take something, but this is on. This is the kind of work that people wish they could do if they knew it was possible for them to make their relationships work. They actually should do this before they get married, quite frankly, but okay, you're married now, right? So, okay, great. <laughs> you really should do it before they get married. The charts, the charts will not overlap. <laughs> the second. <laughs> your second. Adam, next, week, next week you could come divorced so you could make a <laughs> new chart. <laughs> Man, that's almost more funny than you think, bro. But uh, God, I hope that don't happen, man. Please don't. Adam, let that happen. this Adam, this funny guy is useless, man. You know, you should have told me before. Because like, we we hire him to 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 be loved. He's teaching us how to love. We don't care about how to love. We can, we want to be loved. <laughs> okay, all right. You guys gonna be on the same page with your wife, man. If, Listen, if they come in to being married, this is going to be easy, though. Serious. So, what is that? Um, I said, if they're committed to being married, this is going to be easy. If they are uh, committed to what? Being married to you. you mean, like, are they decided, determined to move, to keep it, or like, what is the what is the criteria to tell they are committed or not? Well, I mean, I don't, I don't really understand. say. I'm saying that, you know, if they're, if they're committed to ma- being married, happily married, they know y'all doing this program together, right? Yeah, I think I, think I, I you know, I think I understand. Like, I think you meant if they're committed to be we instead of who I am, mm-hmm. you know, that's commitment. Otherwise, yeah. if, they have, if they insist on who they are without compromising who they are, mm-hmm. That's you know that's not agreement. 
Yeah. Well, you know, it's an interesting thing is this, right? So, for example, you know, I've seen couples where they was like, you know, who I am is love, abundance, and patience. And the, and the, and the wife was like, who I am is, you know, love, um, 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 empowerment, and support. And so they could see that they were loved together and then they used their different personalities to support each other, and they could see it in each other now that they've communicated it clearly. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Your wife is going to be different from you. So now the question is how do you let her differences support you, and how do you support her differences and having her feel more like her real self? And the same for you. She sees you're a different kind of guy, and now she can see who you are for the first time. This is an opportunity for her to see who you are, maybe for the first time ever, and vice versa. I'll tell you what I mean by that. I got a friend who's uh, a single parent, and she has a son who's a little kind of crazy. Not, I would say crazy, but he's, you know, he's um, free-spirited, uh, very enthusiastic, energetic, and he kind of wears people out sometimes because he does all ADHD. he wants. It sounds like ADHD. Ah, but he's, he's, you know, he's a young man, so he, he's too young for that yet. But anyhow, you know, I was looking at her, and I was like, man, I know I wouldn't be raising my son like that, man. But okay, I'll leave her alone, right? She's a client of mine. So, you know, one day she said to me, she said, you know what, I, I could be giving him a hard time and disciplining him and all of that stuff, but let me tell you something. He's not going to be this young forever, and I want to enjoy every single minute of him at this age because when he's 15, He's going to be too busy for me. He's going to be too busy going to school, chasing girls or something. So I'm going to enjoy every minute right now, and, you know, I'll, I'll just make sure that he doesn't, like, you know, kill himself. Other than that, he can do whatever he wants. I got his back. And what I saw was rather than a woman who was just, like, letting her son, you know, go bananas because she didn't know how to control him, she was giving him that freedom out of love. She loved him so much she would let him do almost anything as long as he wasn't hurting himself. And at that mm-hmm. point, that just blew my mind, man. I mean, I was forever in love with her view of her own son in a way that like, I still couldn't I couldn't do that for my own children, and I did not. I gave my children a lot of freedom, just not that much. You know, I mean, like, I needed to have an easy life, so y'all ain't making my whole life hard, you know what I mean? But other than that, you know, they can do whatever they want. And so, you know, when you know why people do what they do, it makes so much of a difference, man. It's like you can fall in love with them and support their new review. And so when you see them do stuff, it doesn't look crazy anymore because you understand why they're doing it. It makes sense. What they're doing is they match for, for their view of life, their, their commitments, and what's important to them. So that's the opportunity of this um, chart. It's charter for you and your wife. It's to really get a chance to let her know you, really get a chance for her to get to know, uh, for you to get to know her, and then combine your lives together so that you have a life that works, like permanent. Like you're planning for avoiding getting triggered. You're planning for a life where no matter what goes off off the tracks, whatever goes bad financially, health-wise, or whatever, y'all understand each other well enough that you're on the same page about life. Make sense? Yes. Great. Okay, great. So you're, you're going to discover stuff about your wife. Heck, you're probably even going to discover stuff about yourself that you hadn't thought about before. But, you know, let me go back to this, this, this chart so I can describe the pieces. 
So um, you're going to talk about who you are individually and as a couple. You're going to talk about your mission in life, you know, like the thing you want to do, your mission as a couple, you know, your, your mission in life. You put your mission in life, she puts her mission in life, and then you can put together your mission as a couple. And then you're also going to have a purpose. You know, uh, when you when you talk about what you intend to accomplish, that's a mission. Like, uh, I got to get to work on time is a mission. But why your purpose is why you got to get to to um, to the job on time to pay my bills. So that would be the purpose of you getting work on time, right? So you've got your mission and then your purpose, your purpose and her purpose, and then you combine those together. And then the principles that guide your marriage, but also the principles that guide your life personally. So for me, you know, some of the principles that guide my life is love, patience, curiosity, wisdom, um, doing complete work, uh, clarity, accuracy. Those are some of the things that I live my life by so that I'm 100% clear about what I'm doing, why I'm doing it, how I'm doing it, and all of that stuff. So I'm never not being me. You know, and so um, when you know the principles that guide your life and she knows the principles that guide her life, then you can create, put those principles together and have it be the principles that guide your marriage. Make sense? Yes, that's right. Oh, good, great. Then, next thing is what your focus is in life. So, you know, for me, my focus, I did not know this until I, I did it. It's almost like God told me what my focus was. It is to uh, take the high road in life. Um, take the high road fully aware, like have my eyes wide open. Um, uh, take the high road fully aware, expanding comfort zones, like taking myself out of the comfort zone being transparent, being as clear and open as possible, holding the space of love. Like that's been my focus ever since I discovered it for myself in 2002. That's what I've been living my life by better and more gratefully, uh, more greatly each, each year. But I'll just say that's been mine, but, you know, you've got yours. You, you know, you've got whatever it is that you do. But for Tony, Tony's focus in life is to take the high road, fully aware Expanding comfort zones, being transparent, holding the space of love. That's me. That's what I focus on. But then, you know, I don't know anybody else in the world is going to focus that way. Everybody's got their own. So you want to know, like, what your, how you filter life through. You know, when I talk about the focus part, it's like everybody has a filter that they look at life through. You could either have the default one that you just happen to pick up over a lot of time, or you could choose one. So I choose to take look at life from the high road, you know, from the highest context, you know. I try, I, I choose to be fully aware as much as I possibly can, as much as I'm aware of being aware of it. I choose to expand comfort zones. I choose to be transparent as much as I possibly can in a way that works, and I choose to hold the space of love. That's where my conversations, my actions, my intentions come from, and that's just me personally. And, you know, you've got yours, you know, and your wife got hers. So, you know, you get a chance to express yours each and then, and then, and then combine it. Um, but it's usually going to be a series of principles that you use as your compass in life. 
then you're going to do a vivid description um, of your own life and what's your, what's your highest life look like, your greatest life. You know, and then she's going to do that for her, and then you're going to use those to combine and vividly uh, describe what's it like being in a relationship with each other. You know, what's it look like to be at your greatest? You know, you about your own life, her about her own life, and then you look at it together and you combine them, okay? Then you're going to, um, for your life, you're going to cover a couple of areas. Your money, your finances, right? You know, what's your ideal finance, your ideal uh, uh, family life, the ideal experience of the marriage itself, um, and your ideal, uh, oh, and then the last thing is, um, you guys know what a bucket list is? Uh-huh. You, you know what a bucket list is? I mean, you you make a list of things that are crucial before you die? Yes, exactly. <clears throat> You're going to make a bucket list on your own chart. And maybe you can want to do that with your own, you know, with your wife. You want to create your own bucket list together. But you want to create your own on your own personal chart, and there's a space for that. Um, and, uh, again, I'll, I'll make sure that's in the email. You download it like that. Um, and then once you look at those those four things for yourself, then when you get to your to the, your relationship, you are going to um, the last four things on the charter, on the marriage charter, the relationship charter is the, what you're promising to your wife, and then who your wife is for you. Uh, you'll you'll see it. I'm not even going to try to remember remind you of it, but. I'm putting it on this recording in case you need to listen to it again, too, okay? You might need to listen to it again. Um, you know, who, what promises are you making to her? Like, I promise to, you know, always be there for you. I promise to love you unconditionally. I promise to, you know, treat you on your greatest, treat you the greatest I can, especially on your bad days. Whatever promises you want to make, I don't know. You, you'll think of it, right? Mm-hmm. Then you're going to say who you are for me. Who you are for me is your guiding light. Who you are for me is inspiration from God. Who you are for me is whatever you want to say, right? So you want to say that about her, who she is for you, right? Then you also want to say who you are for her. And who you are for her is, um, you know, her protector, her her hero, her whatever you want to say, okay? You know, mm-hmm. um, and, and then your wife is going to do the same thing. She's going to make her promises to you who you are for her and who she is for you. And then that will be the end of your relationship charter um, when you put it together. And that's why it will be so romantic that y'all are going to want to have sex when you read it, once you finish it, and you read it to yourselves the next day or something. You'll be like, oh, my God, I love you, Lord. And, you know, stuff will happen, promise, man. So... um. What do you guys think about what I just said? I'm curious how it will go, you know? Like, yeah. not the sex part, but, you know, <laughs> you will be able to do it or resistance, you know? Let's see. Okay. I got it. You know, I, I really think that um, that because... Uh, here's what I'm going to tell you. Let me just warn you, okay? Here's the warning. 
the, your lack of your lack of integrity is probably going to be the biggest thing to keep her from wanting to do this. Your lack of integrity in the past will probably be the biggest hindrance to her doing this with you. Mm. And it's for both of you. She won't trust you enough to do this. She's probably going to be worried that you're going to be bringing it to the guy that's coaching you, so they don't want to share their personal life stuff. So you need to let her know that you're not going to do that. But this is an exercise so that you can actually consciously create your relationship because you all have been winging it the whole time. And it's time to stop winging it. It's time to actually come together and actually agree on how to run your relationship together in ways that work for the both of you. This is a benefit. <laughs> you stay on the road. Huh? Say it again. I say if they want to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, otherwise you got to do your own anyhow. And you still yeah, owe me. You have to find work. somebody who wants to work. <laughs> you know, who work for? Yeah. Listen, you're going to have to have a breakthrough in, in vulnerability and restoring your integrity. And let this be the thing that helps you restore your integrity. Okay. Okay? Mm-hmm. So your assignment is to bring back your personal life charter and your relationship charter. Leave your wife charter. I don't need to know nothing about that. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Any any uh, last questions, comments, feedback of any sort? Uh, that, was, that was great. Okay, great. I'm expecting that y'all are going to be paying me, so I just want you to know that somebody's going to have a breakdown. Oh, I couldn't resist. I couldn't help it. Oh. I know you're going to be paying me, but you know, I hope you don't, because I'd rather you do no, it. I will, I will find the excuses. Don't worry. <laughs> you will get the email Tuesday night. Tuesday night? <laughs> Love it. Beautiful. All right. You'll have this in your mailbox no, more, no later than in the morning, man. Check Thank you very much, guys. Have a great night. I had to leave. Thank you, gentlemen. Bye. 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 All right. Bye. Bye bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.